listening to Ira Harmon's Pop Machine on WHPK 88.5 FM in Chicago. Streaming live worldwide on the internet. You're so cool. You're so cool. The sun's shining, birds are singing, and all feels right in the world. Until the season changes and suddenly everything seems darker, less lively, and you lose your motivation to get out of bed. If you struggle with depression, you're not alone. In fact, one in five people experience some form of depression, and no matter the time of year, it may affect your behavioral or physical ability to live a happy life. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we understand what you're going through, and we're here to help. Our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all, because we want you to live your best life and be your best you all year round. We work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental wellness. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit mentallyhealthynation.org to learn more. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. What do you think of my powers now? American International presents Abby, the story of a woman possessed. She took the devil for a lover, and he possessed her body and soul. Abby, a story of terror, lust, and exorcism. Grab her arms and hold her. Abby, starring William Marshall as the exorcist. I command you to vacate this body now. And Carol Speed as Abby. Can anyone stop her? Can anyone help her? Can anyone save her soul? I've got Abby! Abby, the story of a woman possessed. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent.
Midnight hour is close at hand Creatures crawl in search of blood To terrorize your neighborhood And whosoever shall be found Without the soul for getting down Must stand and face the hounds of hell And rot inside a corpse's shell I'm gonna do it tonight
were sure to try to hide The fact from us that life was really tough I can hear my mother call I can hear my mother call Late at night I hear a call On the Lord I hear a call She said, for the fathers, for the kids Any and everything I did Please, please don't judge me too So 
anybody here know Johnny? Are you Johnny? There was one guy named Johnny, but he was a total geek. He always had food in his braces. Answer me, Debbie, who is Johnny? Oh, God, this is like that movie, Citizen Kane, you know, where you later find out Rosebud was a sled? But we'll never know who Johnny was, because, like, she's dead.
she walks, I like the way she talks And she turns me on with a special concern Now I'm a different guy and I don't compare to many But next to her, I'm plain ordinary Not many can see the light blue aura That surrounds the girl wherever in the world She's a 9, a 10, a 2050 She's bittersweet and a taco treat She's great And I like it just the way she is Walking down the avenue Always doing something new She's the kind of person everybody knows She wreaks distinction from head to toe She's my twilight zone, my alcohol She's my rolling stones and my Eva Peron Yes, I like it. I like it. The way she wears her hair. And I like it. I like it. In room one, two, three, she's elusive, you see, like the invisible man in drag. And when you come to meet her, you'll never agree, or she'll be waving a skirt as a flag. Like a cold in October, she'll take you right over It's not mean to be facetious And that look in her eyes says you're the guy She plans to spend this evening with She's great And I like it And I like it Just the way Just she the way is, she is. Walking down
from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the match he did the monster match the monster match it was a graveyard smash he did the match it caught on in a flash he did the match he did the monster match from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast the ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And you, my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Mash! Easy, Igor. You impetuous young boy. 
That it would be groovy if we summon up the posse and dumb rush the movies I got Angie, Jeff got Tina, Ready Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life That was alright because the lady was chill Then we dipped to the theater set to film We saw Elm Street and man it was death And everything seemed alright when we left But when I got home and laid down to sleep That began the nightmare, but on my street In my room like an oven My bed so was sweating Man, I was bugging I checked the clock It had stopped at 12.30 It had melted It was so darn hot And I was thirsty I went downstairs To grab some juice or a coke Flipped the TV off And then I almost choked When I heard this awful voice Coming from behind It said Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was Broke outside in my drawers And screamed so long Cause Got halfway up the block I calmed down and stopped screaming Then thought Oh, I get it, I must be dreaming I strolled back home with a grin on my grill I figured since this is a dream I might as well get ill I walked in the house The big, bad, fresh prince But Freddy killed all that noise real quick He grabbed me by my neck and said Here's what we'll do We got a lot of work here Me and you The souls of your friends You and I will claim I said, yo, Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. Look, I'll be honest, man, this team won't work. The girls won't be on you, Fred, your face is all burnt. I pat him on the shoulder, said, thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care, guy. He got mad, drew back his arm, and slashed my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man, this guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, how it's been an awful mistake here. No further words, and then I darted upstairs. Crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Covers up over my head Said, oh please do something with Fred He jumped on my bed Went through the covers with his claws Tried to get me But my alarm went off And then silence It was a whole new day I thought <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway Until I noticed those rips in my sheets And that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street Jeff. I gotta call Jeff. <laughs> 
to WHPK Radio, 88.5 FM on the dial, here in Chicago. We asked seniors how to prevent Medicare scams. If you get a phone call, do not talk to the person. Never give out your Medicare number. They're going to get your number to put in a false claim. Just hang up. How do you detect Medicare fraud? Just like I check my credit card statements, I check my Medicare statements monthly. If you get your statement and you see something that you know you did not have done, you report it. Call the Senior Medicare Patrol. To report Medicare fraud, call 800-699-9043. Everyone has a community, a neighborhood, school, place of worship, or other chosen groups. Communities can provide support when you need it, including helping your kids avoid underage drinking and other substance use. Learn more at talktheyhearyou.samsa.gov. And now, to conjure the radiant spirits throughout time. Dark Fantasy Dark Fantasy was a short-lived series with tales of the weird and adventures of the supernatural created by Scott Bishop. The series aired as a horror drama on NBC between 1941 and 1942. Dark Fantasy is another radio series that very little information is available on. It was dedicated to dealings with the unknown. Originating from radio station WKY in Oklahoma City on Friday nights, it was written by Scott Bishop, who was also involved in the successes of Mysterious Traveler and The Sealed Book. Tom Paxton served as the announcer. The shows covered horror, science fiction, and murder mysteries. Although a short series, the shows are excellent, with some stories well ahead of their time. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday night at this time, the National Broadcasting Company will bring you Dark Fantasy, Tales of the Weird, Adventures of the Supernatural, created for you by Scott Bishop. Tom Paxton speaking, Dark Fantasy comes to you each Friday night from Oklahoma City. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Information for this audio clip came from your audio series descriptions moderator, Roger Hohenbrink. This audio clip is provided by the Old Time Radio Researchers Group, 
a group of volunteers dedicated to preserving radio's past. If you are interested in assisting to preserve radio's golden past so that future generations might also enjoy it, we urge you to look into membership in the Old Time Radio Researchers Group. I'm your announcer, Doug Hopkinson. Master of the Headless Dead. I say, guard. Just call me Swiss, sir. Spelled with an E at the end. Uh, yes, 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 of course. You reminded me before. What were you about to say, sir? I was about to observe that this Tower of London is quite a historic place. That it is, sir. Historic indeed. And, uh... Haunted, I've heard tell. Oh, have you now, sir? Oh, yes. Don't tell me you haven't heard stories about the tower's ghosts. Perhaps I have. Perhaps not. Of course, I don't believe that sort of rubbish, you know. Rubbish? Certainly rubbish. <laughs> don't tell me, Mr. Swift, uh, with an E. Don't tell me you believe in such things as ghosts and, uh, and haunts. What I believe, sir, I believe. Certainly not the legend of the gambling spook of Wycott Hall. The ghost invariably appears whenever a gambling game is in progress at Wycott Hall here in the tower. And always wins the stakes. Yes. Don't tell me you believe such a fantastic yarn as that. Or, or such an unbelievable story as the one about the pig-faced specter of the rectory. I imagine Brother Randolph would tell you there's nothing fantastic about the story at all. Brother Randolph? Yes, sir. He's the overseer of the rectory. He's seen the spectre many times. Well, he's probably just superstitious. Brother Randolph says the thing is always dressed in a long black cloak. Has the body of a human, but the face is that of some grotesque and repulsive animal. Mm -hmm. It sounds like an old wives' tale. Well, mind you, sir, I'm, I'm not trying to convince you about such things. Uh, that's the entrance to the choir loft, the chapel over there. Hmm, chapel didn't know there was one in here. It's a chapel of St. Peter at Vincula. Is it uh, possible for me to go in there? <laughs> Picking your body, sir. That's what the climb up the stairs was for. We always like to show visitors the choir loft, the chapel. Well, then, uh, let's have a gander at the place, shall we? Yes, indeed, sir. Yeah, yeah the key. You always keep this locked. More abbot than anything else. Nobody ever climbs those steps unless they're showing them through the tower. Uh, here we are, sir. Yeah, I say. It's dark in there. Oh, how about a light, my man? Oh, no, blimey. I completely forgot to turn the lights on. The fuse box down below. If you don't mind waiting, sir. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait. I wouldn't ask anyone to climb those steps again. There's enough light coming through the stained glass panes. I say, will you lead the way? Yes, 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 of course. Uh, watch your step, sir. Uh, step up here. Ah. There you are, sir. You can observe the chapel below, sir. Yes. Deserted looking, isn't it? It isn't as deserted as you might think, sir. Hmm? What was that? You see... 
Only as far as you permit yourself to see, sir. I don't believe I understand. If you look for emptiness, sir, you see emptiness. But it is empty down there. Is it, sir? I suppose you're trying to tell me this chapel is haunted, too. Hasn't it a right to be, sir? Right. Yes, indeed. You see, sir, it's the burial place of the endless dead. Another of those idiotic legends. Hardly a legend. You see those flagstones down there, in front of the altar? Uh, faintly, yes. Those stones form more than just the sanctuary floor, sir. They are also tombstones. Why do you tell me such a thing as that, Mr. Swift? Because it's truth. You mean people are buried beneath those flagstones? Including, I might add, Two of England's queens. Not actually. Oh, yes. Actually. I've never heard that before. Few people have, sir. Then that's why you say the place down there isn't deserted. In a manner of speaking, that's what I mean. Yes. Have you observed the huge pipe organ here in the loft, sir? Hmm? Oh, oh, yes, 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 I noticed when we came in. But getting back to what you were talking... It's quite a famous instrument, I might say. Been played by dozens of famous people. Oh, it has. Uh, could I play it? Well, it's, it's against regulation, sir, but, well, if you play softly, sir. Why, now, I say that's, that's mighty good of you. I do have somewhat of a reputation for playing the organ... isn't it? Hmm. Beautiful tone, though. Beautiful. Before it's too late, play. That voice, what is it? No one knows. He always speaks like that in Latin. Whenever a stranger plays his organ for the first time. Who is it? Why does he do that? There is no explanation. I must admit, sir, I've often heard of the ghost of St. Peter's Chapel, but this is the first time I've actually heard him. He always does that? Whenever a stranger plays his organ for the first time. Will he return if I play again? No. He always speaks just once, 
and he's never heard again until another organist plays for the first time. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. I I say, sir, it's it's about closing time. Do you mind if I leave you now? I, I know, no, of course not. You recall your way out of the tower, I trust. Look around a while longer if you wish. I'll I'll return later to lock this car loft. But I I don't know whether I want to remain here. Oh, don't worry, sir. You're quite all right. Besides, you don't believe in such rubbish as ghosts. Yes, but I... I'm happy to have shown you around, sir. By the way, what did you say your name is? Holman. Frederick J. Holman. Well, then I'm very happy to have known you, Mr. Holman. Who knows? Perhaps your visit here will make you a changed man. Hmm. Whatever did he mean by that? I say. What's come over me? I feel so sleepy. Yes. Sleepy. Ah, I'd best sit here. Here in this pew. Never felt like this before. I'll sleep here a while. Then go home. Chapel Pew. I say, the door's closed now. Mr. Swift definitely returned, locked me in. That's strange. Why didn't he awaken me? What's that? No. No. It can't be. Those stones at the foot of the altar. They're being pushed up by someone underneath. Hands and arms, long bony arms, pushing up the flagstones. And over to the right, two ghostly figures rising out of the tombs in the floor. No, no, it's, it's not possible. It can't be. Figures, dozens of them now. Leaving their tombs. Forming a procession down the middle aisle of the chapel. <laughs> and each of them is headless. And carrying his head before him in his hands. down the center aisle. Marching. 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 On 
and soundless feet. That man in front. The one in ancient armor. He seems to be the leader of those fantastic creatures. Oh, is this a dream? Is this a nightmare? No. It is not a dream. Huh. How did you get up here? Just a moment ago, you were down below, leading the procession. It is not our custom to hold our rights while an intruder is present. But I was locked in here. I didn't intend to be here. Now that you are here, you must make the most of it. What? What do you mean? You are now as one of us. It... It was you who prayed when I played the organ earlier today. Yes. I always pray when a stranger sits at the console. You see... It was I who first played this organ when it was installed. Don't you think I play well? But why do you return when others play it? Because no one could ever play it as well as I. Therefore, I pray for them. You, you're dead. And yet, you're playing the instrument now. Yes. I always provide the music for our nightly meetings. I, I don't understand all this. Those others down there, they're ghastly creatures. Headless. Yes. They were less fortunate than I. You see, I managed to keep my head. They were executed? How else would they have come to be headless? You see... We will become quite uncomfortable lying in our graves beneath the flagstone floor if we didn't arise occasionally and stretch ourselves. Good heaven. Look you, down below there. Will it amaze you for me to tell you that in that procession are some of history's most famous people? Surely this isn't happening. Indeed. Believe me, you're quite mistaken. Didn't you know that here in the chapel of St. Peter Adventicular, are buried such famous people as Sir Thomas More, Henry VIII's queens, Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard. Do remember that, but as I... As well as Lady Jane Grey and Dudley, her husband, and Sir Walter Raleigh and the Duke of Monmouth. But they have all been dead for hundreds of years. How true. How very true. Rick Holman... You will join us. What? I said, you will join in the procession with us. No, not I. It must be so. No one can look upon the procession of the headless dead unless he joined them to save himself. Save myself? What do you mean? You will discover what I mean if you refuse to take part in the ceremony. But not now. Not tonight. Perhaps later. Yes, some other time. It will be more satisfactory for you to join us tonight. I, I can't tonight. Can't we make it some other night? I, honestly, I fell asleep here. It's later than I thought. It's exactly midnight. I must return home. My family will be frantic. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll return to join you... Tomorrow at midnight. What? Tomorrow at midnight. 
you will return to join in the possession. Yes. Yes, that's fine. You can count on it. Raise your right hand. My right hand? Yes. Raise it. Now, repeat after me. I solemnly swear... I solemnly swear... By the souls of the sacred dead... By the souls of the sacred dead... To return to this chapel tomorrow at midnight... To return to this chapel... Tomorrow at midnight... So help me heaven... So help me heaven... Now... You may go. Yes, but the door to the choir loft is locked. It is locked. But you will have no trouble going out through it. And remember, Frederick Holman, tomorrow night at midnight. Frederick, dear, you're worried about something. I know you are. It was one o'clock when you came home last night. You've never done that before. No, I know, Laura, my dear, I know. You acted so strangely when you did get home. What's more, you didn't sleep. You tossed all night long. Laura, I must tell you something. Well, I certainly think I have some explanation coming. Yes. Yes, you have. I... I don't know how you're going to accept this, but... Well, here goes. I went to visit the Tower of London yesterday. I saw the prison cells... and the execution and torture chambers. Finally, the guard took me to the little chapel of St. Peter Admichel. So I... Promised to return to the chapel tonight at midnight. And they permitted me to leave the chapel. Frederick, surely you were dreaming. No, I'm sure it was no dream. It was all too realistic. I saw those people and heard them. Oh, but things like that don't happen. I'm very positive this happened, Laura. Oh, nonsense. You were just affected by those ghost stories that guy told you about the tower. Oh, dear, you're wrong. I've never believed in such things before. Now? Surely you don't intend to go back there tonight. Do you? I don't know, Laura. I don't know. Oh, Laura. I say, Laura, are you there? Laura! Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I thought for a moment we'd been disconnected. Yes, I can hear you now. Uh, what I called for, dear, was to say I'm dining at the club tonight. Yes, old Simon Joster is off to the Orient. We're having a dinner for him. Yes, I'll be home early. Huh? What's that? 
No, Laura. I've decided not to go to the tower tonight. I think you're probably right. It all must have been a dream. Good evening, Mr. Holman. Your car, sir. Oh, thank you, Henry. Uh, shall I drive you to the tower, sir? Tower? What? Well, of course not, Henry. Drive me straight home. Whatever made you think I'd want to go to the tower at, at this time of night? I, I don't rightly know, sir. I, begging your pardon, Mr. Holman, I... I, I don't know what made me ask you that. Really, I don't. Don't drive me home, Henry. Yes, sir. Oh, by the way, what time do you have, Henry? It's just a minute or two before midnight, sir. Mm. Oh, very well. Take me home at once. Did you say something, sir? Did you hear something, Henry? Hear something, sir? Yes, that voice. Voice, Mr. Holman. Don't you hear that voice? No, sir, I don't hear nothing, sir. to him. You must be tired, sir. There, there, there's nobody. That voice. Really, sir. Don't tell me you haven't heard of the gambling spook of Wycotar. In Trinitibioesledon. No. No, it can't be. Oh, Brother Randolph's pig-faced Spectre of the rectory. No one could ever play the organ as well as I. That's what he said. The man in armor. You see, only as far as you permit yourself to see, sir. You see, I manage to keep my head. If you look for emptiness, sir, you see emptiness. Then, but it wasn't a dream. The flagstones of the sanctuary floor are also tombstones. It's true. It wasn't a dream. You must join our procession. Henry. The headless dead. Join our procession. The headless dead. Join our procession. The headless dead. Henry, in the name of heaven, man, look where you're driving. I can't stop, sir. Look out, you're going to hit that car. Mr. Holmes! Henry, look out! Mr. Holman, are you all right, sir? We hit that truck and... Mr. 
Mr. Holman, we we hit that truck broadside and... <gasps> Mr. Holman. Look at him. Greetings, Frederick Hallman, and welcome. I am pleased that you have kept your appointment with us. You have heard The Headless Dead, tonight's original tale of dark fantasy by Scott Bishop. Ben Morris played Frederick Holman, Eleanor Naylor Corrin was Mrs. Holman, Fred Wayne was Swift, Garland Moss was the leader of the Headless Dead, and Murillo Schofield was heard as the chauffeur. Next Friday night at this same time, we'll bring you a strange and weird tale of the unusual. Death is a savage deity, based upon Scott Bishop's novel of the same name. Listen for this breathtaking tale of witchcraft and black magic. Dark Fantasy originates each Friday night in the studios of WKY, Oklahoma City. This is the National Broadcasting Company. First person I met when I got up here was Stoney on the barber shot. Used to give bootleg haircuts. That's right, 25 cents for haircuts, see? And he give you what they call the bowl cut. Then they put a bowl on your head and they cut around it. Made all the niggas look Chinese. Because that's the only way you could get a job on the railroads, eh? That's right, they wasn't hiring no niggas, see? Niggas want real money. Chinese work for that Yang money, see? Nigga didn't want that, see? So that's the best you could do, though, so then we did it. So. Chinese funny people, boy, you know what they can do? Eat with sticks. Swear to God, I seen the Chinese man have two sticks like this and a bowl of food didn't drop a goddamn speck. <laughs> Nigga lose three pounds of food with a knife and fork. So, I had this friend, my partner's name was Toodlum, see? Old big nigga, big Roebuck nigga, see? Worked over at the foundry lifting motors, see? That's right, made about 38 cents an hour. That was big money in them days, see? So, he could lie his ass off, too. All that nigga could tell a lie. So that's how we became friends, see? He tell a lie, I tell a lie, see? And we compliment each other's lies, see? He'd make me laugh all day long, bless his soul. He told me this lie one time, he told me about the niggas with the big dicks. Said, yeah, you ever heard of it? Niggas had the bigger dicks in the war, and they were trying to find a place where they could have their contest, see? And they wasn't no freaks, didn't want everybody looking. So they walking around looking for a secret place. So they walked across the Golden Gate Bridge, and niggas think that water and made them want to piss, see? Father said, man, I got to take a leak. And he pulled his thing out with pissing. Other nigga pulled his, I took a piss. <laughs> One nigga said, God damn, it's water cold. <laughs> Other nigga said, yeah, and it's deep too. <laughs> Boy, I could lie his ass off. <laughs> 
Say, yeah, in the deep, dude. God damn it, so. So, so the nigga got sick, see? I told him he was messing with this girl from Louisiana. And I said, boy, you better leave that health alone, see? Because I know she knows something, see? What she did was she put a hex on his ass. That's right, and made that nigga sick. Boy's feet swole up like this. Hands shriveled up. Blood was coming out of his eye. When I see the nigga scared me. I said, told him, not you. Say, God damn, nigga, you sick. He said, any fool can see that. He said, tell me what kind of sickness I got. I said, well, what the symptom? What? Say, symptom my ass. You looking at the symptom? <laughs> Say, my goddamn feet are swollen up, look like elephant foot. Say, my arms is weak, blood coming out my eye. Plus, I'm in love with a bitch I can't stand. <laughs> well, right away, I know what's wrong, see? I said, boy, that girl done put a mojo on your ass. <laughs> said, I'll take you over to Jefferson, where the voodoo lady live, have a fixing for you. See, cause a voodoo lady named Miss Rudolph lived over there, she could do it. That was her name, Miss Rudolph, see? They named her after that deer. <laughs> and she was good too, man. She had this monkey's foot around her neck and a three-legged monkey. Yeah. And that monkey didn't give her no trouble. That monkey helped with everybody but her, see? And this monkey's foot stunk all to be down. And she says, smelt that way to keep the spirits and most people's away. Well, it worked on me because it's been eight years since I seen the bitch, see? So, come this, we went over there. I had a 33 packet. Stop, got a little gas. I drove the nigga over there, made him pay for it. We get over there, I'm the one got to knock on the door, see? So I go up to the door, I knock on the door. She opened the door, man, the funk rushed out the house, knocked me to my goddamn knees, and I'm looking up at her. She ain't got on no bazil, and the biggest titties in the world, they were swollen up, looked like that nigga's feet. And she had a tattoo on each titter. Had a big eye on one titter, and a pair of lips on the other. And I'm praying to God I ain't got to kiss nothing, see? <laughs> so I was looking at this titty, looking at me, and it looked like it winked at me. She said, boy, get your ass in here. Get off the floor. So I walked into the house. I'm kind of nervous because bugs is crawling around all on the floor. There's a goddamn bat flying around like this, see? Now this monkey comes near me, jumped all on my neck. And it felt funny because he got them little monkey hands be fucking with your ears, you know? And I'm trying to act like I'm petting this motherfucker. I'm poking him in the eye. Get him off me, see? Because I don't want to offend this bitch with this monkey foot, see? Because she scratched your ass with that foot that's all over. And I said, Miss Rudolph, Miss Rudolph, please, can you do something about the monkey? She said, I don't have to do about the monkey. The monkey live here, nigga. You visiting. Well, I had to accept that, see? So I explained to her what was happening. I said, my partner's sick. Please, he needs some help. Would you be so kind as to help him? Said, the feet are swollen up. Eyes, he all messed up. I said, now, first of all, I got to explain to you, I don't have no money. 
I said, I'm, I'm posing as a Chinaman working on the railroad. And all I got is that Yang money. She said, no, I don't want none of that. She said, what you do, though, come Thanksgiving, bring me by a goose or turkey. That's all right. You know, I said, well, that's fine with me, because it was June then. <laughs> if I don't ever see this bitch no more in life, it's all right with me, see? And just about that time, a bitch wrestler this big crawled up my arm, round my neck almost on myself, man. <laughs> Went down this arm under my hand. I tried to mash him. When I lift my hand up, he was gone. That's when I put my hand on my knife. Because I figured if somebody get hurt in here, I ain't going to be the last one, see? I said, Miss Rudolph, Please tell me what happened to the tarantula. She said, that ain't none of your goddamn business. But if you don't bring me that turkey, you will see him again. So when I left the house, I'm thinking turkey. There's a big pretty bird in my goddamn mind, see? If she's in Timbuktu, the bitch got a turkey coming for me. So I get out to the car, not tootle him, he don't want to get out the car. I said, nigga, you better get your ass up out of this car. Much I done been through in there. I kick you on one of them big foots. I just said that to him, I wouldn't really kick him, see, but nigga made me mad. So I helped him out the car. We walk up to the house, this nigga Palmer house, and like, feet is hurting him, see. I'm trying not to laugh at him, cause he's my partner. So I help him in the house. He get in the house and see all them bugs that crawling around. He try to lift his feet up, but he's scared. <laughs> Cause them feet hurt them bugs. Is with all he can do is go, mm, mm. I said, nigga, sit your ass down, them bugs. Just pretend like it's furniture. <laughs> so the nigga, he eased down on the couch. He had to ease down cause he got the piles. <laughs> he eased down, yeah, this bitch done house with him, see? Tore his ass up. He eased down, stretched his feet out. Just about that time, she come from out the back, back room, had a big wash pan, and she said a few words over it, you know, and then she squatted and pissed. That's right, she pissed for 15 minutes. Old strong ammonia pissed too. Then she slid the pot over by the boy's feet. Said, Junior, put your feet in that. Well, I'm sure enough trying not to laugh now, see. Well, this nigga put his feet in his piss, it's all over for me, see. I said, go ahead, boy. <laughs> See, cause I'm gonna talk about his ass 44 years he put his feet in this bitch. <laughs> well, I guess the nigga said nothing from nothing leave nothing. <laughs> so he put his foot in there, <laughs> put the other one, the other one almost didn't fit in there. I said, oh God, this bitch gonna piss some more. <laughs> so I pushed the foot down, <laughs> got covered up. Water come next to bubbling and boiling. Sparks start flying. Goddamn bugs was running all crazy. Bat was flying around. Monkey starts everywhere. That's when I took my knife out there. See. And she ran over and stroked this nigga with the monkey's foot and he was trembling like that. I tried to get the door open. It was locked. I start stabbing this mother like this. Then all of a sudden it got real quiet and the piss turned blue. 
And I said, holy Jesus, holy Jesus. Because I ain't never seen no blue pill. Well, the boy eased his feet out the piss and they was healthy. The nigga had healthy feet. But it was real tiny. The nigga had little baby feet. I said, Junior, look at your feet. He looked down, seen the feet. The nigga went berserk. Killed the monkey. Threw the bat out the window. Start kicking that bitch in the air. And them little feet was going like them. Nigga wore out three pair of kneecaps, kicking her in the air. And he snatched the monkey foot off her neck, swallowed that. Well, he shouldn't have done that. Cause they came and got his ass and took him to the zoo. And you can see him if you go down there. He's the polar bear. With little tiny feet.
talking about uh there was a time when man did live in caves as we all know these people were known as cavemen neanderthal men or troglodytes what we're gonna do right here is go back way back back into time when the only people that existed were troglodytes cavemen cave women Neanderthal Troglodytes Let's take the average caveman At home Listening to his stereo Sometimes he'd get up Try to do his thing He'd begin to move Something like this. Lie to you. When she said, I'll suck it to you, daddy. <laughs> he 
I don't want your love 